This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. What's up, guys? Welcome to the show. I forgot how we started the show. You guys, sometimes we do. Okay, today we did a Patreon episode before this episode because we were both enraged to level 15. We were we were Han at a level 20. Yeah, yeah. And we needed to get it out. So if you're interested and you have the funds, go check out the Patreon. There's a lot of like extra angry shit and industry shit there. But we're back, and we didn't. I didn't know how to and start I, the I, regular so episode. I'm, 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 I'm Unji Kim. I'm Peter Kim. Welcome <laughs> this- to the show. <laughs> this is the Ajima Show. You know, sometimes people uh, ask, like, what's your show about? And I, four years in, I don't know how, what to say about it. I don't know how to describe the show. It's usually just you and me catching up, screaming, talking. So that's what the show is. If you're new to the show, just stick around. You're, you're going to like it. Okay. <laughs> if you're old to the show and you love us, you listen to every episode, whatever, go check out the Patreon. There's extra stuff. If you're a Patreon already, I have a Venmo if you want to just send me money straight. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Please do not send me any money. Um, here's a fact. Patreon, we've had Patreon for like, what, uh, two years now or yeah. something like that? A year, yeah. whatever. We haven't touched a single dollar of that Patreon. I don't even know where that money is because we haven't connected a bank account yet. Right. So <laughs> the money, I guess, just sits there. But um, right. I mean, we, was, we were going to yeah. use it to tour. Right, right. Before, you know, everything went to shit. Yeah. That was the whole idea that we'd be able to that use it to. Idea. Yeah. To, to so that we'd be able to, to go visit the Patreon people. You. Yeah. Individually. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess it's a, it's, a rainy, it's a rainy day fund at this point. Yeah, it really is. But you know what? Here's the thing. The vaccinations are rolling out. Almost everyone I talk to these days are like, I'm getting vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated somehow. Some people are being shady and stealing codes for brown and black people. <laughs> if I, you don't know what that is, uh, there's something happening in L.A. right now. Yes, there is something <laughs> happening in L.A. right now. And uh, there have been, you know, there's like one place shut down, shut shit down because oh, they're yeah. like a, yeah, yeah. a bunch of people were just like signing up and they're like, oh, everyone. A bunch of white gay actors showed up. Yes. And they're like, you, <laughs> you don't qualify. Clowns. You don't have any body fat. Your BMI does not even qualify. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't even let you, you're like clearly super healthy. And you're this su- is not an STD clinic. Yes. I mean, like you got to go home. <laughs> and the thing is like, I've had to mute. So mm-hmm. we're talking about vaccinations and people quote unquote skipping the line, right? That's what we're yes. really talking about. People that feel entitled to do this because Uh they're just sick of it and they don't want to get rid of vaccines vaccines anyway so why can't i just go this is i've seen i've heard the justifications yes i know these people Uh i've had to opt out from the conversation because i'm not trying to make yeah i'm not trying to make new enemies and i'm (laughs) not at your age not at my age you can't afford it i can't afford it (laughs) your list is full Like I can't unless one of them dies and I can add someone. Or but, you surprisingly make amends because yeah. you have a near death ex- accident or something. Like, no, they're gonna have to die. But uh <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Well, this shit is happening, but also at the same time people are actually getting vaccinated in their Correct. own ways or yes. whatever. 
people there's a whole California program where if you now volunteer for for four hours, you could get a shot. Yes. I did not know that was going to come around. I'm doing four hours a week for eight weeks. So <laughs> fuck me. But so my point is things are happening. Eric and I got our second vac shot last week. I know. I'll tell you what. I went down. I was laid the fuck out. I was, uh, you know, they said like a couple of hours afterwards, you'll be fine. And mm-hmm. I got home and I was fine. Yeah. We watched Raya and the Dragon. Very cute. Yeah. Was it worth 30 bucks? Eh. But, you know, it was, um, it was fun. It was it? It was fun and cute. Okay. I would have paid the regular 15 at an AMC theater. Yeah. So know, then but- that's $30. The two of you to go. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. You're right. But the uh, the theater experience was subpar. Anyway, so <laughs> the point being, we were feeling fine. And then at I got it at 1 p.m. And at 3 a.m., the witching hour, I wake up drenched in sweat. Drenched? Ice cold. I'm, I, my insides feel like like liquid nitrogen. And my teeth are like chattering like. Oh, my God. Like a fucking cartoon. You woke up because of this. Yeah. Yeah. What about I, LB? What I went to sleep normal. I was like, oh, good night. And go, you know, I was like, oh, that's fine. I guess like it's not that bad for the second shot. And then I wake up doing this. And then I had to like um, take a gulp of NyQuil. So to get back to sleep because I couldn't like I couldn't stop shaking. Yeah. And I woke up again at, at like 4 a.m. Completely oh drenched in new clothes. And, oh, my God. Yeah. It was really bad. Eric, nothing. He had a headache. <laughs> He had a persistent headache. Yeah. Is what was his issue. Yeah. But apparently, I don't know. This is like what you hear. It's not a CDC thing, so don't quote me on it. But it's something about like the more, the better your immune system is, the worse you're going to feel because it's your body actually taking the swipe at the virus or whatever. Okay. Um, So... I guess that's good news for my immune system. It's working. <laughs> and Eric's a vampire. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> I've, I found that it, from my anecdotal, it's like people that are, are like LB who have like pretty, it seems like it might've been that in COVID would have manifested in their bodies and they might've been asymptomatic. And people that oh, are oh, like oh, oh. people that <clears throat> yeah. who are who suffer, who suffer. That is more indication of how you might've experienced COVID. COVID. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and and it could be the immune system thing that you're describing, but it seems to be more like how your body would have reacted to the virus had had you mm-hmm. had it. And people that are very small, because I know, obviously, anecdotally at this point, like people that have had just like mild symptoms, like a headache or just mm-hmm. literally the headache is w- what most of the people. I, most who are, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're very, they probably would have manifested in them as asymptomatic. They probably yeah. would have just thought they were like, oh, I have a headache today, taking an aspirin and then just gone infecting others. And then, oh, it's the whites. Yeah. <laughs> but it's or, or women it. like you, you probably would have laid up like most people do feeling like it's the yeah. flu. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So wait, so you woke up before still drenched and then. And then I changed again. Yeah. I went through three outfits <gasps> and then I went back to sleep in the morning. I woke up. Completely feeling like I was hit by a Mack truck. My body was absolutely in. It was tattered, 
Like I couldn't even get myself out of bed because my body felt so heavy. Your body was in rags. Rags, ragdolled. Yeah. It was so bad. <clears throat> and gradually, uh, I stayed in bed till noon. Right. I and then just kind of like laying there, just not having an appetite, not mm -hmm. wanting to get up. You know, when you're just sick, you just want to like, you, you just want to. Your body just wants to sleep all day. Yes. So that's what it felt like. You need to have a um, <clears throat> someone come to you and like spoon a bone broth into your parched lips. Right. Yeah. Right. Which I was hoping for. But... <laughs> But LB had a headache, so Eric yeah. had a headache. Yeah. It was persistent. <laughs> no, his body was aching too and stuff like that. Okay. But he just didn't go go through the full flu yeah. stuff. Um, so I felt better around not better, yeah, better around noon. Okay. I made some chuk. Okay. And um, you made chuk. Made chuk. Wow. From scratch, yeah. We had some like langoustine tail, so chopped that up. Instead yeah. Chumbok, yeah. Usually, my mom would make chumbok chuk, which yeah. is like abalone. Yeah. But we didn't have any of that, so like, you know, I tried to make what my mom would make me when I got sick. Yeah. And it tasted good. And I um around three p.m. that day, I was like, oh, I'm feeling good enough. So I went outside to the park mm -hmm. and hung out with a friend. And within an hour, I was like, oh, I don't feel great. So I went home well. and then um, just kind of crawled into bed at 8 p.m. and slept it off again. And by the next day, I was sunshine and, yeah, flowers. It was great. And you so didn't like, rest it was, all rested it was so over. much. Yeah. Rested so much. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, from, from, from my perspective, the second shot laid me out, but it wasn't so bad that, like, I, I couldn't do things like I was still going to the park. I was watching TV, and, right. you know, whatever. Like you're checking Twitter. Like you're just being at home. It's like a sick day. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it seems to be. I mean, some people it takes two. Yeah. Days. It took me like, yeah, day and a half. Yeah. It hit me later though, because a lot of people said you're going to feel it almost immediately after the shot, but it was like a whole 12 hours later. Hmm. I mean, that's yeah. crazy. I, 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 People, um, some of the teachers at my son's school are getting their second shots and they're like trying mm -hmm. to stagger it because almost all everyone is getting laid out from it. So they all have to yeah. go home. So they're like trying to stagger it out, which is like a like a an interesting like logistical problem, like post like, yeah. we're, like you know, people who are essential workers are going to have to deal with like, right. like you have to stagger even as people are going in. You can't do it on mass because you can't have a ton of people who get their second shot. They're all out then. Right, right. So yeah, interesting. So I mean, it's just been. But again, yeah. like you could go to work as a healthcare worker or essential worker with a persistent headache. Sure, you're but, fine. So, but some people, <laughs> but like when you were what you were experiencing, they could not. Right. So <clears> like, yeah. I mean, it's it, it really depends. And I will yeah. say that like so, <laughs> like with those people skipping the line and shit, I yeah. <laughs> so there was like. Uh, someone had asked me about like what would happen and like she was she was kind of like you know looking for validation about like is this a person we both know together or is this your friend from it's a it's a friend. i think it might be a different friend um oh, okay. but like was looking for affirmation okay validation <laughs> about okay. like i can do this right and yeah. i i didn't say yes or no and i was just like you know i just worry that when the coming in the coming revolution that um that will be a part of the calculus like if you <laughs> got if you a vaccination a like they'll come uh -huh. there'll be a roving band of like ju jury judge and executioner and you'll uh -huh. have to hold up your vaccination card 
And if you got it too early, yeah, off is your head. <laughs> <laughs> like that. That's like that's gonna be stuff about privilege. Like that's yeah. in the coming days. And to me, pandemic privilege. Pandemic. And the thing is, like, yeah. I already we both already have it. Like we get to live our lives relatively yeah. normally. Yeah. We you know we don't are we are, don't have to go to any job. We don't have we aren't in the care of someone who is elderly or extremely young. We have yeah. all this privilege. I I just can wait. You know, like it's just <laughs> yeah. I, you know that's like you know, and some of these people like that are worried about it is like like going on fucking vacation and shit. It's just like whoa whoa whoa. Yeah. Like I gotta I gotta get to a wedding. I get. <laughs> Like, and it's, they said vaccinated people only. I have to go to the wedding. I bought the dress. It's just like it's like a matter of like a couple of weeks. Yeah, that we have it really to wait. Is. But that 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 was my point with the line cutters is that like shame on you, but also like it's it's rolling out. Yeah, there's 14 different vaccines out there. Like it's happening, y'all. Like yeah. relax. But also like this is coming from someone who got vaccinated. I mean, I'm volunteering every, yeah. every week for it, but it is something that- And you're around a that, ton of people. And like, you know, it's like- Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot of actually elders. So, you know, and I'm double masking and all yeah. that, but like it, it is something that I did because A, I want the vaccine, but I also felt crazy sitting around not- feeling helpless yeah. you know and so and i was telling you this like i i, I told you guys about um uh, on lunar new year i bought like a hundred yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> i've just been in a give back mode yes and not that because i i have so much money that i have to like give it back but i i have now a, a amount of money that i don't I'm not at a place where I'm like, oh my God, like, how am I going to pay rent? And You're not pressed. I'm not pressed. And there's something about not being pressed about money that presses me. Yeah. And I'm trying to break that. I know. I've seen you do it. <laughs> it, it, it. You're pressing. You're pressed. I'm pressing. You're pressed. I, I'm not, I don't understand how to enjoy an abundant amount of privilege. It feels bad. It feels unearned. And this is my own cultural and yeah. personal trauma yeah. that I'm fucking working through. But I, I okay, I was let's let's talk about this. I last night I had dinner with my brother mm -hmm. and we um we were talking about my mom yeah. and what are we gonna do about her and like how are we going to support her into her golden years? Mm -hmm. She's going to turn 65 in in a year and yada, yada, yada. And he's like talking about Georgia nonstop. He's yeah. like, let's move her to Georgia. Let's go to Georgia, yeah. Georgia, Georgia. And I was like, what is with Georgia? And he was like, well, our cousin lives out there. She could go live with him yeah. and take care of his kids and live rent free. And I'm like, do you know, mom? <laughs> You think she's going to want to, in her age, in her old-ass, 65-ass age, want to take care of someone's kids? What are you even fucking talking about? Like, yeah. Did you even ask her if she wants that? Because all she wants to do is hang out with her girlfriends and go golfing. Yeah. So, like, that's not – I don't think that's it. But the fact that we have to – we're going to, like, set up a meeting to talk about with my mom and really maybe even get her drunk because that's the only time she'll tell the truth. Yes. And, and to be like, listen, what the fuck do you want? Mm. 
we as your sons will try to take care of you, mm. not promising anything, but we need to be clear about what the fuck yeah. it is that you want. And I came home and I was talking to Eric about it. And I was like, it really does like suck that I have to th- worry about this and you don't. Because your mom and dad never, ever expect you to take care of them. And that's a certain emotional burden that you will never experience. And something I will never not experience. (laughs) No matter how American I become, I will never, ever pozona from that that sense of obligation no guilt yeah. and obligation that comes with me not being an individual i am always going to be my mom's child our family's eldest you know my brother's older like i am forever tethered to my family's existence mm. because we are culturally brought into that there's no way for me to like Unless there is a huge falling out, but even that falling out is me going against what that expectation is. Yeah. So it identifies me no matter what. Of course. There's no way to get out of it. And I was like, I was almost like in tears, like complaining to him, like, you don't ever have to fucking deal with that. And I, I always have to, and I'm, I'm tired. I mean, you were saying like you don't know how to deal with this privilege and you have this guilt. I would say, like as I as I get older, I felt when I was young and then I was in my twenties and I would say into my early thirties, Peter, I felt this same, the tethered and as an only child and you know like and it's also like if my parents were rich i'm sure like they would be fine like i think korean parents that are like rich they are kind of oh right i mean there's a little bit of haranguing about like well yeah like um making sure when you have your first big check you get you your mama yeah like you know like stuff like that i'm sure uh grandchildren fun customs like that's not (laughs) sure but the fact that the onus of all of that their golden years that lays at your feet, yeah. right? That responsibility lays at your feet and it's implied and it yeah. is um, nothing that is explicitly, you just said, like you have never talked to your mom about it explicitly, but it's a, a, a burden that you feel. I mm. always bucked against it and was felt like constrained by it. Um, yeah. I would say that a certain amount of my 20s and 30s was spent running away from that responsibility shirking it and figuring out what I was as an individual, what I was as a creative person of Mm -hmm. my own voice. But now, now as we get older, Uh the fact that it's something that I can come back to is actually good. The guilt you feel about having privilege is good. What we're talking about, those line cutters, they don't have that. And that is bad. That is bad for our society. It is shitty of that. Bad for who? It's bad for our society and it is bad for them because when the revolution comes, I will be the first one there with the Sith (laughs) to take them down. Because the thing so is, so you're saying the the shame and the guilt and the burden is worth it, so that I can enact my revenge on those <laughs> undeserving later. No, I'm saying that the, how more Korean I, I, can this be? <laughs> God, I'm I'm saying that there is some value, 
sometimes there is real value. What is the value? Besides the hyperbolic, revolutionary justice of moralism. Because it makes you act ethically even though there are no consequences. I hate that. <laughs> because I'm trying It limits me. No, it doesn't. That- it makes you it makes you a better person. It makes you not think that you're better than people. It doesn't make you feel uh, entitled to things. That's what is good. Why Those can't people- I have that? The entitlement? I'm telling yes. you. I'm telling you. In the coming revolution. No. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't have this be <laughs> the justification of why I can't experience that level of entitlement, that level of privilege and entitlement that I, okay, this goes back to Pokey that movie. Pokey it's not- I understand. I understand individually yeah. that I, myself, Peter Kim, it, it would be Pokey yeah. right? But I and us as Korean dash American, mm. Is this bridge hybrid sure. generation yeah. mm-hmm. uh, identity? The whole reason this fucking podcast exists <laughs> to scream about is that there's a part of me that goes, if I had to be American, mm. if I have to take on America and Americanism and American as an identity, I should be allowed. To be as bad as my white counterpart. Yeah. And as privileged and as entitled. Sure. But I don't think because all that, pr- Americans are like that, though. I don't think all white Americans are like that. It is a very specific type of privileged, rich person that is like that. And it is to the detriment because of, of the, society. Of the society. Yes. I I'm I actually completely agree with your logic that it's better for me and for society that I don't have that entitlement. Yeah. But there's a part of me that feels betrayed because that entitlement was promised, or at least it was a carrot. Sure. You know, it's that we can live in a society that no that that we can we can be outside of cultural slavery i will say this you know that we can yes. reinvent that I, we can I, I recapitalize agree. That. i agree so uh, of course i don't want to be that entitled and shitty yeah. as a human being as me peter kim sure but i buck against the idea that my ceiling mm. that i have a ceiling yeah and other people don't you know what i mean I, this is i i agree i agree with you it is shitty and I would love to be, I would love to drape myself in new furs and get a vaccine. <laughs> and, I want and, the and, option and cough, to be shitty. Yes. And, and cough in yeah. everybody's soup along the way. Like I would love, <laughs> oh, you can't get a vaccine. <laughs> but poor, poor, poor you, poor you. Literally, you must be poor yeah. because look at me. And I would love that. I love to have these caviar uh, yeah. problems. I would love to be this shitty shitty person would love this that's freedom right we're looking for that freedom we've been talking about the the privilege to be shitty to the we were looking for the privilege to be a dumb loser opportunity to be an asshole yes yes i think that um we see this i see this 
manifested in the way that there is a bit of a break. There's a, a split among my immigrant friends in how they choose to rear their children. I'm seeing this because I see some friends who are choosing to raise children to live this dream that you're describing, to be as shitty as they want to be, to be entitled and to have all of, be afforded that freedom and to be and live that way. And uh, I have other friends, uh, and I would include myself here, where I refuse to raise someone like that. <laughs> I refuse because I don't want to live with someone like that. I don't want to yeah. share a household and have to. Sure. That, that, and so when we talk about society, that, it goes back to that. Right. I don't want to raise an individual that <sighs> inside of my society treats yeah. me feels that way and is entitled in that way because it's shitty for me. It's, I don't want to live with that. Yeah. And no, some, and some, and, and, and the thing is, and some parents, some of my friends <clears throat> think that this is a, a luxury that they, um, they earned, they earned to yes. raise a shitty kid. Yes. And yes. it's true. They have. Yeah. Like, yeah, honey, you, you want to be school at 23 and you want to do this. Go for it, baby. Like you've been making $250,000 a year since you were tw 25. Honey, go yeah. for it. You know, you got yeah, equity, yeah. baby. Like, do it. If that's the, your, you have the privilege to do that and you have the resources to have to spend therapy on that kid and like, and spend time away from them because you're going to go on vacations and go skiing and shit, whatever. Yeah. That's your prerogative. That's fine. But for me, that's just not how I, I can't stay. I, I would rather, I would rather die. <laughs> <laughs> Then, then sit across from an entitled little boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, 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 I, uh, I absolutely agree. rather die. I, I, I agree so much yeah. that like I even would stop myself from procreating because of that exact reason of like <laughs> to have another me. No. <laughs> I completely get it. There's a sense of like unfairness that I I guess I experience as a Korean American mm. and maybe it's just a, being a poor Korean American mm. that it, with poverty comes so much more stress yeah that the others don't and because I was born into this you know like yeah. and, and America you know that's everywhere else but like America advertises that like your cast is no longer it's almost like a born again Christian like mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you did in your old life right. in America you can start over your butthole you is fresh again you know when you're yes. born again like you didn't it didn't count <laughs> yeah everything's new it's, it's sealed up again yeah <laughs> you just but, gotta take faith and I guess I'm just now reeling from the the aftermath of understanding that no matter how American I am I just will never not be Korean of course I mean and, and also you have every right to we both we have I've I've accepted that I have every right to be infuriated and outraged by this uh, hand dealt to me 
you know like when i sometimes i was like i, I like I, I yell out about it my son i was like you don't even know what a fucking mortgage is i knew what a mortgage was when i was your age i knew what, what it was and i knew that it was something to worry about we couldn't have yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i you've never had a conversation had you've never about, had to listen yeah. to a, a hushed <clears throat> whisper fight about money yeah but you, what you're saying is because we have this that we are in turn better for society i don't know about you and i specifically <laughs> <laughs> no definitely not us i just described killing people with a seeth <laughs> <laughs> But I would say that people that are not entitled make, and that's the reason why the Confucian ideal, like the fact that we are in it for each other, this act of service, Peter, it's very specifically speaking to your guilt and your sort of discomfort with your privilege, spurring you to act into acts of service. Mm -hmm. That's what it's supposed to do. That that yeah. is sort of how instead of capitalism, with the way that these corporations and like lack of government, sort of like this is how it's supposed to function. You know, right. so much. You know, it's in our it's in my DNA. Yes, but it's also yeah. the way that it, it used to operate. Like, you know, America is the most charitable. It's one of the most charitable countries in the world. Like when you talk about actual donations and organizations inside of our country, like we are by and far the most charitable country, I think, in the world because everything else is through the government. So the way that this capitalism, this form of capitalism is supposed to operate is that people are compelled by their levels of privilege to give back. And it's not happening enough. That's where this breakdown is occurring. And... Mm. That's why when I say that you uh, should not like it's good is that is because one, it does make you feel better. It gives you sense of purpose. If you we don't believe yeah. in God, we have to at least believe in each other. Right. And we can only do that if we're selfless and <laughs> doing acts of service and like being good neighbors and not being right. shitty and feeling entitled to budging essential workers who may not be have the opportunity to like refresh the Walgreens website 300 times to get a slot <laughs> yeah. because you, you work from fucking home so right. that you leave that spot for an essential worker who's going to have to go to into the grocery and be around 300, 400 people the next day. Yeah. Right. Maybe you do that. That's not being a shitty person <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and understanding that math because you, if you're working from home, you have all this privilege, like you have the wherewithal to realize that. And yeah. if you choose not to have, not to realize that, if you choose to not do that calculus, then you are willfully being ignorant. You are willfully being mean to your fellow person, your fellow citizen. Like that's what it is. You know what? I mean, your name means good citizen. You're living that truth. It's inescapable. <sighs> don't, 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 cry, don't cry over this. You're too old to cry over this spilt milk. <laughs> yeah. No. It is. Um, yeah, you're right. It's not worth crying over. It is. I'm way into my self-development to have accepted this part. Ajah. It is. You can be upset. It's fine. Uh, but I am upset. I am upset, especially when, you know, laid side by side, my worries and motivations and all of that is so 
incongruous to my non-Korean partner. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I I think of this all the time. It's like, I have three hours of extra work. Just like, I mean, outside of parents, the things I got to do for them, plus this, like everything, all the calculus, like three hours per day minimum of like worry, guilt, (laughs) (laughs) and like just like the digital work. You know, and the setting aside of money and funds and preparing for their lives. Yeah. That I have to do that he doesn't. But I will say that that makes me also a better partner, though, because I'm more considerate. I think of I think of him in ways that he doesn't consider me. And so it's like, you know, doesn't that make you angry? Furious. Then what the fuck are you talking about? We're at the same place. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, but oh, but, I was, but it is. But you, you, there is another thing that he provides that you can't, or something. No, I'm furious, but I say. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but the thing is, I, I don't, I don't hate that I have to. I I don't hate that I'm this way. Does that make sense? Like, I just, I know yeah. it's fury. It's infuriating to be in this position, blah, blah, blah. And it is extra It sounds work. like you're just addicted to the anger. All right, bitch. Okay, I got it. <laughs> it feels warm in my stomach. What can I say? Yeah, it's like yeah. a warm bowl it of juice. me. No, hey, whatever it fucking does. And you know what? I think maybe that is the um, resolution here is that, if any, is that we are wired the way we are. Mm. So no point bucking against the wiring. Yeah. What is the response when laid upon within our, you know, social circles, either locally within familial or within coworkers or whatever? It equals a unextinguishable flame of rage. (laughs) (laughs) And we thus thus power it down and we uh, refine it into a power source. (laughs) That drives us. Yes, I mean, 100%. I also don't begrudge the inception of it. I can't be mad at... I'm mad at the situation. I hate doing it, all this stuff, but I can't... I don't know. I just don't get I don't get hung up on the fact that it's because I'm whatever I am. We are this and this is the scenario. And so we can be upset at it. I'm just not going to be pissed that like because there's so much about being Korean and this experience that I like are so rich and such of bring such deep joy Yeah. that I can't. Yeah. I know that with, the, you know, I, can't, yeah. I, I know that in exchange for it, that this is the thing. So if that's. The way that this equation works out, I'm like, I can't, you know, like, I, can yeah. you imagine life? Like, it's I mean, the like, required penance. Yeah. I mean, it's like, cause you know what I mean? Like I, I have all this stuff, but then I get to enjoy potam and like, like, yeah. in a way, you know what I mean? Like there's so much joy. I have to check on my kaktugi. Yeah. Like, you Holy know what I mean? Shit. Like, yeah. I just have like, I have so much more, there's a level of joy. Albeit, That's a great way to yeah. put it. That's I, I think it, that's how is to count the other side. Yes, of it. I think yeah. that's how I Instead justify of always it. Feeling, yeah, it's not I have just a problem the way, with there's that. There's a joy. Yeah, I have to. I have. I have a problem with that because I only concentrate on the slight. <laughs> but, 
but even the even the anger brings me joy. Like I was, I mean, seriously, I was recalling. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I was remembering like outside of like I was like trauma recalling, traumatically recalling like all of the St. Patrick's Day. So, you know, and especially in Chicago, it's wild. <sighs> The whites go wild on yes. St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it's their day. It, it's their day. And they'll yeah. let you know. And I remember, <laughs> like, in college, I'd never experienced this. You know, I grew up in, like, a Jewish, very immigrant area. So it's like, they're not, they're yeah. not going buck wild, like, on St. Patrick's Day, you know? Yeah. And I remember going to like a party and I guess the, I just, it's like, I've have so, I have like this montage in my mind of like, like white women, brunette to white, like just white women, freckled white women slurring yellow Irish at me like all throughout the day on my college campus. Oh God. I know. And it's like, it was just, but the thing is I was realizing it and I was like, yeah, and you're right. I was taking joy in the anger that I was like feeling in my stomach again. I was like, man. And like, I, yeah, I do. I do like it. You're right. This was a good read. I do. I Sorry, do. I was not trying to read you. No, but this is accurate. Your... This was an accurate, good read. Yeah, you're right. I mean, like of what I, why I, I don't have a problem with them. I'm like, yeah, of course I'm furious. Of course I'm enraged, and I'm like, yeah, but, but it I like me. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's almost a year since we've been locked down. Jesus Christ, what day is it? It's the tenth. Oh my god, in two days it would be the anniversary. Yes, when like you flew home. Right yeah. before the lockdown. And yeah. So as we approach it, I am in a hyper, like, I'm realizing it's been a year and I've like th four big projects that I have not completed. So I'm like in this hyper, like productivity, need to accomplish mode mm. that mm -hmm. like is really good, but also anxiety inducing. Like it's yeah. something about this year. And like looking back on it on the literally the strangest, most surreal time. And like in a year that's like this is built in trauma now, just as a society, as a as an international phenomenon. As a species. Yes. As a yeah. species, something that we've all endured and will continue to endure. I mean, like realistically, even if we reach herd immunity, we probably won't be really maskless and doing the same types of things safely for until 2022. Yeah. Agreed. Is it weird that I don't care? The anniversary? You don't care about it? No, 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 no. The anniversary is what it is. Yeah. But I, I, the going, like the fact that like, I was talking to a friend and they were like, oh, um, when do you think we'll be able to like go back to concerts? And I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you even saying? Like, that's what you're worried about? Like, I don't. And they're like, oh, I can't wait to be in a crowded bar again. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I I just don't have the same wants as these people who needed to, like, socially gather. Yeah. I guess I, I, I mean, I would love to fucking crush a 300 seat theater right yes. now. You know what I mean? Like, for sure. But that's not the same experience of like being in the crowd. Like I'm on stage, right? You're the crowd. <laughs> That's a complete, we're not even talking about the same. This isn't socializing. This isn't, we are not the same. We are not the this same. This isn't either. a night out for me. I'm at work. 
<laughs> you just want to be so, able to work bigger venues? This is the one you want? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, yeah, eventually, but that's not the point. The point is like I, I'm realizing that like what my other friend, what my friends or other people find what they miss about being social and yes. being in crowds yes. is so opposite from what I need. I don't need ever need to be at a concert. I never need to be at a sporting event. People are like Coachella. I'm like, ew. No. I don't want to be in the. Maybe it's because I'm old or yeah. antisocial or whatever the fuck a combination. But <laughs> pre COVID, I never participated in any of that. So like, sure. when people are like saying like, when can we go to Disneyland? I'm like, I don't give a fuck yeah. when Disneyland opens because I never went before. Like the only thing I care about is can I fly to Paris right. and stay for a week and go to a museum? Like I Will know I that sounds so- Will be able to rent out so... my mans? <laughs> <laughs> your mans? Your mans. Your mans. The yeah. that you're going to be renting yeah. for your 40th. I mean, yeah, my... I, I get it. I never I heard it. it shortened to mans, but yes. <laughs> Exactly. My 40th celebration of yeah. Like that's what's dear to me is I've always, even socially, like I just wanted my people around. Yes. It, the magic number for me is nine. If it goes to 10 people around me, it gets chaotic. It does get chaotic. And, and I, I don't need it unless mm. you're quiet and I'm talking, <laughs> you know, like that. Then a 10th is a lot <laughs> because at 10, it's a show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> At ten, we're bringing the host up. Yeah, like that. At at ten, then we can just bring up some lights and then let's get the show started. Yeah, that's an audience. Do you feel this way? That like about like Peter, baby, I you know I love a club. I I want to be I want to be in the club. You want to be dancing. I want to be dancing. I want to be in the club. I also, for me, I love chaos. I like I like that chaotic feeling inside of a bar. That sort of like working through a room and i will say that maybe at the point that the pandemic is finally over i won't be there like body and mind wise like i just won't be in that same space that's fine you're right like i don't i could kick or leave it it's not something i particularly uh i'm not aching for it the club and dancing i do and that is something i really miss um okay but outside of that you're right i have i have gatherings of friends of under nine yeah. Over that, it's a show. I miss shows. I miss, I miss shows. shows. But that's not what that's not what this is. Yeah. Like my friends are talking about, like I want to go out and like be at a you know a, a socializing event. Yeah. Like someone's like party, and I, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I need that. So no. like the what, what as we talk about anniversary, like you know and vaccines are rolling out and it looks like or it feels like knock on wood no crazy variant comes out and fucking kills us all yeah but i mean that could happen at any point i guess but that's what i'm saying so you just gotta move forward right but like now that we're kind of we're starting to like button this thing up Mm -hmm. right it feels like eh, right at least in la amc movie theaters is opening next week crazy it's just like okay but with that being said I'm realizing that I I don't have the same amount of excitement for what is reopening. I see. As my friends. My friend we are just like different people. Also, I mean, we're friends with a lot of people that are younger and 
Yeah. Yeah. And that like also yeah. are maybe not attached or what have you. And so like that's a huge part of it. I think for me, my main thing is shows, like doing shows, doing comedy again. And also the club. But I, you're right. I mean, I, I guess we're old enough. I mean, I wasn't going to fucking concerts. I was never going to concerts. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's like I'm too old. Festivals. Yeah, never going to a music festival. My knees, bitch. Like, I can't I do, stand restaurants. that long. I, will, I want to go back to a restaurant. Yeah. Uh, but even that, like, the people are like, oh, I want to just be in the bustle of a restaurant. I'm like, I want to eat the food. Yeah. Like, I don't care about the bustle or, like, being next to another table like i want to go out and eat the food i wonder if there will be some sort of like influx of like social anxiety because like you're right there is a bustle and it's like after being in so much quiet for so long that i wonder if there'll be like a sort of like noise the noise the din will be almost (laughs) overwhelming and i can see myself like like kind of because i do get like that like if there's just too much cacophony i do sort of like get overwhelmed but that's really yeah. more at concerts i don't know i like i th- i mean i thrive i love that chaotic like sort of like anything can happen i love watching love and like seduction happen at a bar like i love just being like a yeah. i miss watching people yeah i do i really do I, like i was like i was watching this guy I was like stopped at a stoplight and there's this guy who was like really living life like his head his like face was in the sun and he was like looking at uh-huh. shit and i was just staring at him I was like People, I miss people. I miss people being like this, like experiencing live, taking it in and me getting to watch them because in all their iterations, like their bizarre little picadillos and stuff like because people are fucking insane and so weird. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and I do miss that just as like a student of human nature. Like I do miss like watching people. I like, I used to have like, you know, like my little relationships with like the coffee person. I do miss these. Like I have a lot of those, you know, inside of a day, like your coffee person, the person you usually go by this from like, yeah. Like a sense of community. Yeah. That really, you know, I'm a, as a godless heathen Jew, like, you know, I, (laughs) I, this is, you need your people. I need my people, you know? And that, that's sort of what gives me purpose, you know? I don't know. I, I do miss that. That I, I do miss, but it's not big crowds. Yeah. Not the hustle and bustle. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is yeah. specifically shows and like dining. Yeah, I, there's something about being around strangers that is it turns me off. Mm. <clears throat> I don't. I don't like it, and I don't know if I ever liked it, but because of COVID, I'm like, oh great, <laughs> I don't ever have to be around strangers. <laughs> Um, and once again, I love strangers. If this is a structured environment and you are a paying attendee and you're there to see me. (laughs) Yeah. Like even like going to a museum, like I wouldn't want it to be packed. Like I just want like, I, I would, I would love if it's just like a private tour. Yeah. That's why I thought, I thought the Louvre was okay. Because it was too big. It was too big and it was extremely packed. Preferred the Dorsey for the fact that it was less it was smaller, more curated, yeah. and fewer mm-hmm. people there. Um, Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Ooh, we're both so, such yeah, snobby bitches. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is this country's not for us. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm glad that th- things are starting to open up and things are, you know, in its own way. I, at least the numbers in L.A. are going really down and 
there's the number of deaths are really declining. Same in Chicago. Chicago. Same in Chicago is. Yeah. Okay. So if it seems like more people are either have had it and have built up antibodies or are at the same time getting vaccinated and we're seeing this type of like bubble of number dropping because yeah. of that. I think it's like it's under three percent, like you know, X amount of people are getting infected every day. It's it is getting yeah. lower. It is getting lower. It I is. hope that as yeah. vaccinations continue that it will stay that way. Um, yeah. that people stay safe and don't get buck wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, especially with St. Patrick's Day coming up. Oh my god. I'm glad I live in LA where that doesn't exist. Yes. It's kind yeah. of crazy. But All yeah. right, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm with Chris O. Chris O here, TV personality, restaurateur, K-Town King. What's going on? My name is Chris. I'm executive chef here at Scala, right in K-Town. Executive chef Chris O of Hanjip. What's up, guys? My name is Chris O. I'm chef, co-owner of Hanjip Korean Barbecue right here in Culver City, California. Uh, and today we're going to show you the 12 things you know about Korean barbecue. Alright, so even before you get started with Korean barbecue, you got to whet the appetite. We do a little, what we call a soju bomb. A little bit of beer. A little bit of soju and drop. All right, we are back. Um, okay, so you guys know what's going on with Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. Yeah, it's been all over the news. <laughs> He's People been thinking with his spaghetti and meatballs. He's been thinking with his spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, spaghetti and meatballs. It's just like. Mr. Cuomo, really? Come you want to do this disservice to the Italian Americans in this country? <laughs> no, sir, that's not it at all. My spaghetti he meatballs. Has, he's been um, now five women have come out yeah. and said he's been inappropriate sexual harassment. Um, anywhere ranging from like inappropriately asking them if he could touch them or go out with them or whatever. Like there's a there's a bunch of stuff. Um, now. You know, if if this happened not during Biden's time, yeah, I wonder what the rhetoric would be from like Trump and all this. Oh yeah, but clearly this guy is a fucking shitty guy, and He's should a not be off. He's a, He's skis. a skis. Yeah, and he he should be he should quit. And um, they're trying to reclaim him in New York. I don't know how that even works. They're trying to reclaim Newsom out in California. He's, I'm sure sexual harassment charges will be coming. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like every, nowadays, like, what the fuck? Like, I'm sure these men are all fucking shitty men. They're power hungry fucking narcissists. They're all assholes. Yeah. I mean, um, anytime I see like a powerful man who is single for any period of time, I'm like, oh, this bitch is. Problematic. Yeah. Problematic. Yeah. Something's going to happen but, eventually. <clears throat> yeah. But Andrew Cuomo said that he um, wants a independent uh, investigation and, and blah, 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 blah. So the um, uh, I believe the person in charge of this investigation is a Korean American lawyer. Yes. His, his name is June Kim. Yes. Love his picture. Oh. What a Love cutie. his picture. Yes, uh, he. I was gonna do him as a kick-ass Korean, but I found someone else. So I'm, I just wanted to talk about this thing because it's very interesting. Because not only is there a Korean American guarding our president, our Democratic president, yes, there's a Korean American um, investigating, indicting, my, <laughs> indicting. 
<laughs> and prosecuting um, <laughs> my home state's governor. <laughs> so Korean Americans are everywhere now, it, all up in government. And this is very interesting and cool to see. And uh, the so the attorney general refused Cuomo's request to appoint his own investigator, which, duh, obviously, <laughs> uh, and named June Kim the lead lead of the investigation. Now, uh, June Kim, a little bit about him. He was born in 1971 in L.A., graduated from Harvard Law School. Uh, he joined the Southern District of New York. This is the SDNY is like the, the kind the of popular bitch of yes. all the yes. districts of it's New a, York. It's a hot girl of all the districts. Yes, they're going after Trump. Yeah. They, I think, went after. Uh, are they going after uh, what's his face, Michael? Uh, what, Jeffrey Epstein, mm-hmm. and what's her name, Ghislaine Maxwell. Maxwell. Yes. Who, by the way, did we talk about this when um, she was being deposed? Apparently, she was quoted as saying she has she couldn't give information on Trump because she would have to give information on. Um, Bill Clinton as well and she <laughs> has um, recordings yeah. either either and or audio video of both Ooh. so yeah she should be careful <laughs> yeah so that she doesn't also not hang herself exactly yeah <clears throat> so anyway uh, why was I even saying that? Oh, because uh, we're talking about June Kim, SDNY going after Trump and blah, blah, blah. So uh, he took over uh, for Pripahara. I'm sure you guys remember he got <laughs> unceremoniously fired <coughs> when um, Trump came into office because Trump knew that Preet had all this dirt on him and he was going to go after him. He said, no, 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 got rid of him. So now, uh, I believe after that, um, June started his own private practice. Uh, but before that, he has a lot of experience in a wide range of federal crimes, including murder, money laundering, narcotics, terrorism, organized Ooh. crime syndicates, yes. gangs and mafias. Like this guy is like Hot. the white knight. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm I'm reticent to be on the side of anyone in uh in uh, law enforcement, sure. but this guy's kind of kind of hot. Yeah, there's like <laughs> this is kind of sexy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he feels a sense of obligation. <laughs> he's burdened by it. He's trying to be a good citizen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's coming through with a fucking seeth. He, that's yeah. that's what this that's, that's what this it. energy is. This what this. Shh. It's like yeah. you're not you're you're not doing well for the our your constituents. You're a lying you're a lying ass. I can uh-huh. tell you're deceitful. Shh. Uh-huh. I like that energy. Yeah, yeah. Unforgiving. So I, very very cool. <laughs> yeah. Unforgiving. <laughs> Relentless pursuit of personal justice. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like all of this is like it's been great just to see Koreans like that are being pro- are prominent and in these kind of roles, but also yeah, it's I mean it also normalizes it. Like just seeing as we see more of it and as yeah. it, it just it normalizes yes. it. It doesn't have to be of note as we move forward. So sorry, yeah. all K- Koreans later. 
It won't. You won't matter. Future Koreans. Koreans. You won't matter. No one's gonna be kick ass anymore. No, but, I mean it's just it's it's just awesome to see. Yeah, what are I, we I, like one point two percent of the population? <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> I'm no, over it's it. great. This is great. <laughs> um, I what was it. I I was gonna we'll do this really quick before, but this was this happened a couple of uh, weeks ago. But you know this Harvard professor mm-hmm. that um has been arguing that Korean women were. Uh, not forced into sexual slavery, like the government were not forced yeah. into sexual slavery, which, I mean, just by the term itself, you know what I mean? Uh, Isn't he a white guy? <laughs> he's a white guy. What the fuck is he talking about? Shut the fuck up. Exactly. So this happened a couple of weeks ago. You guys can look it up. Um, it, it's it's a Harvard professor who, um, his name is J. Mark Ramsier. Uh <laughs> He was uh, specializing in Japanese legal studies, and he uh, published this article saying that um, that they were not actually forced into the prostitution, but they actually chose these positions. Now, how dare you? Now you can look it up. It was huge news. Uh, this comes on the heels of the fact that the Japanese government has just recently awarded and won. They lost their case against these comfort women uh, in yeah. court. Uh, this comes on the heels of that news. I all this is all the only reason why I want to bring it up. I just want this to be a PSA um, to academics moving forward. Let's just have it be done. Don't say that it's not. Let's just let's have this stop being a fucking issue. Who motivated this study? Why did you even try to do this? And as a what was the point of this? And as a white man specializing in Japanese legal studies, you're gonna come out with a fucking stance like this. Shut the fuck up. Fuck you. Yeah, you got to stay in your lane, bitch. You got to yeah. stay in your lane. Okay, Mr. Remzier, Professor Remzier. Yeah. yeah. Stay in your lane. You need you need to leave Harvard and just write a book and be done with Go it. Go into the right? woods. Go into the woods yeah. and then and then No one asked seat. you for this. No one asked you to study this Mm-mm. or have a peer reviewed, you know, get the fuck out of here. Go, no one go cares. have a seat. Go have a seat yes. and wait for me to come by with my seat. <laughs> I'm saying that like I just need this to end. I need this issue of comfort women to stop coming up as something that can it's be been argued. Done. Yes, it can no longer be argued. This is like Holocaust yes. shit. Like yes. the Holocaust and slavery is shit. Yes, it just yes. it happened. It happened the way that we said it did, and it's yeah. period, period, yeah. done. There's no reason for you to drag it back up. No, reanimate its dead body. No. It is meal. It's it's meal for warm. Yeah. It's, okay. It's like done. it's done. It's dead. And it's, it's the same way that now if you dispute the Holocaust, or you are a racist kook. That's what needs yeah. to happen with this. You cannot, yeah. you need to lose your tenure at Harvard. That's what needs to happen. You need to, you're, yeah. when you come out against this, you need, that means that you're exploding your professional career. Yeah, I just need this absolutely. to be done. This is a PSA for anybody out there. And and any of you guys listening, um, obviously you don't have this idea. You're listening to this, so obviously you don't feel this way, but I need you to um, take this message and put it out there that this is. I don't a PSA. know which Japanese billionaire marketing professional paid you <laughs> to do do this little research, <laughs> saying that blah 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 blah. Yeah. But you need to give that money back, sir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those hundreds and thousands of yens that you received. <laughs> You need to post it back to Tokyo <laughs> and take your ass to retirement, okay? Yeah. Go to your little cabin in Massachusetts or where the fuck you are in Harvard. Where is Harvard? Massachusetts? It's in Boston. Go away. 
Okay. <laughs> Cambridge. Your, I went to school in Boston. Yeah. This is the most irrelevant, unnecessary swipe at academia. Correct. Bye. We don't need you. Good day. Good day. <laughs> we bid you adieu. Adieu. Yeah. I'm saying good day. Adieu. Yeah. We're, adieu. We're, we're off to the mans. Look out for the seat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with Kick-Ass Koreans. We, we, uh, we got into the, the great food truck race by submitting a, a video. This was a passion project for us, and we put our heart into it. And I think Food Network really just saw that in us. And... Um, we got selected the next day. And the moment when I realized that this was something special is when we were on the show. Um, we were in Amarillo, Texas. There was no Korean markets, we couldn't get kimchi, but you know, we made these flavors and these recipes and, and they got it, they loved it. And it's like, I didn't even think that we'd survive this, 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 this city, but we actually ended up becoming first place in that episode and people loved our food. That's when I was like, America's ready for you know, Korean flavors. All right, you guys, it's your favorite portion of the show and ours it's kick-ass koreans key okay my kick-ass korean this week Mm -hmm. is a south korean born alt pop artist cool is how she is described um her stage name is ray ami r-e-i-a-m-i oh my gosh at ray.ami alt pop that is how i would characterize myself that's you alt pop i'm also alt pop yeah okay it's very you yes it's her music is very it emotionally driven, hooky, rappy beats with rhythm and but also like it goes, it changes from like hard hitting to like a moment of vulnerability in a bathtub. Like it's very that. And um, she blew up with her uh, song Snow Cone. Mm. And uh, recently released uh, another song called Do It Right featuring Amine. Okay. I believe it's an Ethiopian descent uh, artist. But they have a really great song. Uh, I listened to it today. It's about depression. And um, it, and it's stemming from the regrets and more when it comes to like her relationships. Okay. And this really grabbed me, especially because I've been dealing with this type of, you know, um, I guess, you know, is it a depression? It's more of like an anger. It is a depression. It's a sadness around (laughs) feeling this sense of cultural weight. Yes. And um, she talks about how her family moved from South Korea to Maryland when she was six years old. Mm -hmm. And she and her older sister were raised in a very strict Christian household, much like us. Yes. Where she says her creative expression was generally, quote, frowned upon. Yeah. (laughs) Shikuroa. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kawujima. Kawujima. And I hear you, sis. Like, we grew up the same exact yes. way. And um, she was diagnosed with depression during her freshman year of college, Ooh. which, good on you, sis, for yes. getting that diagnosed because there are some of us out there that never go diagnosed, but we know what we're dealing with. Yeah. And she began to, de- uh, began to deal with the effects but uh, during high school, though. So she said, quote, growing up in a religious household, I feel like it contributed heavily to my mental illness because with Christianity, it's like, if you don't do this, you're going to fucking burn in hell for eternity. Yes. And if you do this, God hates you and you're not shit. Mm-hmm. So nothing is ever good enough. So it's true. I mean, music, it's, it's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. as people that have, I, I mean, as someone who has 
people who suffer from mental health issues and live in immigrant homes, specifically Korean, and then compounded by the Christianity, it's like the voices in your head are already hyperbolic and you're surrounded by hyperbolic people that are affirming that are affirming and confirming the voices in your mind about yes. <laughs> and so your greatest it, fears, your greatest paranoias. <laughs> all being affirmed by these hyperbolic yeah. crazy people that are shouting it at you so yeah. it's a very unique um experience like when you go to therapy as an immigrant kid when you have these things like it the you that's another thing inside of mental health like finding therapists that understand that will be able to place your parents and this experience inside of a context that won't only demonize your parents they have to understand where it's coming from. You can't. You can't escape yeah. that. You know? I want a Korean therapist. If you guys yeah. know any Korean therapists out there, please let me know. I'm very interested. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. a huge difference to have someone that is an immigrant and understands even that. Like, yeah, my childhood therapist. I like. We affected both of our life, each other's lives. Like, she became interested, and then she started to specialize in recent immigrant populations and only focusing on them because of the experience that she had with me and she learned my i mean we had to do group therapy i mean some of it was court mandated you know right. so like <laughs> <laughs> like you know it's just, just had to do it so but her getting to know my mother and understanding the relationship and right. like understanding that the tone with which she spoke to me had nothing to do with how she felt right yeah under navigating Ooh, that that's that's very complex shit you got it yeah, it's complex. Yeah. You got to find someone yeah. that like sees you. Yeah. But some of us like can be seen through artists like Ray Ami. So go check her out. She, I, I, her music's very cool. She kind of sounds, uh, uh, gives me a little bit of vocal quality of, um, who's that one that we did a long time ago and then she came out on the radio and I was freaking out. Uh, I, I just never remember names. Yeji. Yeah. She has kind of like a Yeji vocal feel. Yeah. But less like um, electro, a, electro pop, yeah. pop and more like uh, beats and like she's rapping and she's yeah, she's 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 very cool. She's I can too cool see, I, for, I'm looking at her aesthetic and I'm very into it. It feels like it is all pop. It's emo. It's giving me all yes. these things like and this yeah. vibe and she is gorgeous. Love. Gorgeous. Love. Yeah. Love. Love it. I'm into her. Check I'm her obsessed. Out. Ray yes. I just looking her up. Yeah. Following her now. Love it. Okay. My kick-ass Korean is Sergeant Joanne S. Bass. <laughs> she's, she's in the military. She just became the first woman, the first uh -huh. woman and the first Asian American to hold chief master sergeant. That's a position in the U.S. Air Force. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I that don't. That sounds huge. It I is don't huge. know what that means, but chief. It's the highest master <laughs> <laughs> sergeant. Air Force. That's the CMS. <laughs> it's a, it's it represents the highest enlisted. Okay, so it's uh, enlisted. This that's an important distinction. The highest enlisted level of leadership in the Air Force. Okay. What's non-enlisted personnel? Non-enlisted means mean? that you went to like a nap. You went to like like a, a college for it. It's like a, you come in at an officer level. You went to a college. Oh, for I like see. That. I this see, means I see. that these she worked her way up from right, the you, bottom bottom. Right. You. That means like Whoa. ROTC. That means like you 
decided to after high school go in and do this right or ah. after college you go in and you enlist it's no there's Whoa. no in for you yes yes bitch this is like the hard way in and Whoa. so she is the first so first woman and first asian american she's half korean she's from uh hawaii mm-hmm. and the thing that's very cool is that wait first of all came highly endorsed everyone that knew her was excited they're like an honor to serve with her right um and in january she became an outspoken proponent of changing the fucking grooming standards for women throughout the army yes bitch in what way as of february military uh the army or the air force uh is it all the same yeah i think so yeah okay Uh, throughout the throughout the military right so as of late february military women are now allowed to wear ponytails buzz cuts they're allowed to now they are now that's correct they weren't before they were not before oh my god uh, they're now allowed to oh wear God. buzz cuts. They're now allowed to wear <gasps> earrings, lipstick, Whoa. and nail polish. Wow. That's yes. awesome. Because previously they had implemented like a strict hair length, like minimum. Like they had, it had to oh. like, you can, it couldn't be sh- short, super short. And things like braids wow. and corn, things like braids and cornrows had to come with like strict length regulations that stuff, all the stuff that was you know contested isn't discriminatory um and wait do you okay i'm trying to wrap my brain around this so they want they before this change the military needed female um soldiers to have a certain length of hair correct that's long yes that seems so backwards to me it Why? couldn't be super long it needed to literally be exactly like at shoulder oh length. oh oh i see i see but no shorter no shorter. and no longer okay so that's what? why now they're allowed to wear ponytails right exactly oh. what it just like needed to literally be you I couldn't look super, like logic is behind that they didn't want them to make sure that mad. they were wo- women yes oh my god and also and that it wasn't so long that it in, quote unquote interfere with like headgear <laughs> exactly what the fuck does that even mean and that's what and that actually goes back to what we were describing earlier which oh is empathy God. we need people in positions of power with empathy yes. who can yes. see shit and that's the thing is like more women more people of color more queer people take on leadership roles they will understand they have empathy because they've lived through shit. They've been, they understand that some things don't always fit into a cis hat. Right. Square box. <laughs> okay. Sometimes shit is squiggly. Sometimes a little more fun. Sometimes it's loosey goosey. And it doesn't yeah. mean that the quality of anything will suffer. It right. is, it, that's really the, biggest challenge to white supremacy and patriarchy which is that the idea of something different will somehow be less good bad yeah right and it's simply untrue categorically untrue and it has been proven over and over again to a resounding level right it's it's to an order of magnitude it's like bitch no like if you look (laughs) at like the greatest most of the greatest whatevers in almost every single avenue of like creative sport anything in our culture the person at the top will almost inevitably be a vanguard, an iconoclast, and a person of color, a woman. And it's like someone who dared to do this shit. And they never fit what they were supposed to do. Right. Damn. So S- S- Chief Master Sergeant 
of the United States Air Force, Sergeant Joanne S. Bass. Right? Chief Master. That's when I have my, I'm going to ask my that husband to call so me that in bed. fucking cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, Chief Master. <laughs> wow, that is hot as fuck. <laughs> Look her up. Follow her on the, there's, she's on uh, socials because it is a public position. Yes. So she is out here representing and her hair be looking cute and that hat is cute. I'm loving it. <laughs> She's cute. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Uh, goodbye. Bye. Audio. <laughs>